Talking with Girlfriends is our outlet, our therapy, our entertainment, and our education. Pull up a seat around the table with co-hosts Madden Nechete Jones and Tennille Daniels as we explore healing through hospitality. Join in weekly as we dish on cultivating well-being, deepening relationships, and creating legacy. You are now listening to Love Madden, the podcast. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. How are you? How are you? I'm good. I am good. It is the week of Christmas. And the last episode of season two of the podcast. Aww. Praise the Lord. It is. All. It's bittersweet. It's but I mean, <laughs> more, more sweet than bitter. I'm looking forward to a break. You got to let the people know that you love. Yes, we are. We, we are in need of a break. Amen. But girl, this is a, the people need to know this is a lot of work. Yeah. The research, yeah. the notes, the recording, the show notes afterward. Yes. A lot, you deserve a, a holiday break. I agree. Yes, indeed. But yeah, we'll miss you guys. We, we will still be able to connect with you outside of the podcast. So, um, so yeah. but yeah, the end of the year is here. It is. And so we are going to do Something a little bit different today. We're not going to start with our favorite things because this whole podcast is going to be about some of our favorite things. Um, mm-hmm. So let's dive right into it. All right, let's get into it. Season two of Love Madden, the podcast, has been full of some great gems. So today we're going to talk about some of our favorite moments of the season and of the last few months. So without further ado, welcome to season two, episode 12, Favorite Things, the season two finale. All right, let's do this. So it's time to dig in one last time for season two and one last time in 2020, the year Mm -hmm. that was 2020. All right, so (laughs) let's start with this. What was your favorite episode in season two and why? My favorite episode in season two was definitely episode eight. I know Mm. I've said this before, but Black Friday, Building Your Black Business with Unique Jones Gibson. Um, I literally was taking notes the entire time. um, And I even listened to it a couple of times afterward so I could catch. um, I always listen to the episode the day it airs. Usually, I won't say always, but I typically listen to the episode the day it airs. Mm -hmm. But I was like going back through, taking notes, grabbing gems, sharing it with people. Um, There was just a lot that came out of that episode that was good. So we we thank her for coming on and we thank the Holy Spirit for joining us Mm -hmm. that day because (laughs) we got more out of it. Yeah, we got more out of it than I think we even expected. So definitely episode eight. What about you? What's your favorite episode of this season? So this was a hard one for me because there were several ep- several episodes that really spoke to me this season from mm-hmm. episode two, which was fall in love, 10 healthy relationship practices to episode mm-hmm. five, which was family business, reparenting and relearning. That was good. To episode nine, chasing gratitude, coping through loss and grief with our girl, Ty Alexander. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think the thread through those three episodes is, you know, we can have what we want as long as we are intentional about making the choice um, in going after it and the mindset that we take in, you know, working towards those things. It definitely mm-hmm. takes work. Um, and it's something that we have to recommit ourselves to 
daily. So I mm. wasn't able to nail it down to just one episode, but there was a theme, I think, throughout those three episodes that really just resonated. Come on, nail it, da- nail it down. Oh. Nail it down for us. <laughs> Kind of pigeon me in, but if I if I had to to pick one, I will say episode nine, um, chasing gratitude because I, I just really love the fact that um, we talked about and Ty talked about just being very intentional on a daily basis to choose gratitude, to choose joy, you know, to choose all of those good things that you want in your life. Um, and we have the ability within a moment within our day to to make that choice. That's good. Thank you for for I, I love that you. <laughs> I love that you shared the thread piece too, because I agree, like it, it helps to kind of identify, okay, what is it that I like about this episode? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause with, with me for episode eight, like the, the episode was about building business, right? right? But what I loved about it was not so much about building business, but was more so about rebuilding yourself yes. after a difficult time. So mm-hmm. uh, hearing the thread that you loved about all the episodes was valuable because I can see the the big takeaway, which is what, you know, what, what really matters. Yeah. And, you know, another favorite of mine this season was the weekly date diary segment. Mm-hmm. So y'all know that in season one, I was like, oh my gosh, the date diary is coming back too often. <laughs> every, I feel like every two weeks it was, up, you know, we were up for the date diary. <laughs> but um, it was every four, but you were like, dang, again, this is like how I feel about my monthly cycle. I'd be like, you were just here. <laughs> you blink and it's back. Oh, jeez. And so um, I, I have really enjoyed the weekly segment because it's given me an opportunity to share a piece of my heart and my soul with the audience each week. And I think it has opened up my heart to a level of transparency and vulnerability mm-hmm. that I haven't had in this area in my life for years. Um, so I think I, I have probably shared a portion of this story and I'm not going into a lot of detail here. Um, but about 10 years ago, I got into a situation really from a place of brokenness and desperation. And that situation really paralyzed me, um, from fully allowing myself to be open to love and the, you know, to achieving and manifesting the love that I deserve for my entire 30s, y'all. So this, I mean, Mm. legit, like I'm about to turn Mm. 40 and um, this situation took place in my early 30s and I Mm. haven't been um, really in a place where I was like ripe, raw and ready to just uh, open myself up to love again. And so this uh, opportunity to share has really put me in a place where I'm ready to claim everything that is mine, really from a place of wholeness and self-love versus that broken, you know, place and that place of desperation that I started my early, thir- well, started my 30s with. Um, I also love the fact that our single listeners have embraced this segment um, and have yes. affirmed for me that I'm not alone mm-hmm. um, when dealing with some of the traumas that have kept me from kind of um, thriving uh, in my dating and love life. So, you know, it it has been um, a journey and I just really appreciate the opportunity um, to go on the journey um, with all of my single friends in this community. Um, And I would just say to you all, like not doing the hard work to push past our hearts is the very thing that is going to keep us 
alone and lonely. So it is time mm. for us to get to work in 20, well, in 2020, because there's a couple weeks left. And That's right. in 2021. So um, that was me. And Maddie, tell us, like, what was your favorite um, part of this, of the show this season? Wow, that was deep. That's going to be a hard, uh, that was <laughs> hard moment to follow. I just, I want to just pause and say thank you. No um, I'm just, I'm so grateful for you doing the show with me and for how you show up um, in the date diary and how you show up, not just for our community and for me, but for yourself. Mm. I'm really proud of you. Thank so. you, boo. Good stuff. You're welcome. Um, so I have loved the addition of a word with Madden. If you all listened in season one, um, you know that we rotated different segments. It's interesting because Tennille's date diary, I'm just not trying to speak like a prophecy, but I'm going to go ahead and say this. Tennille's date diary was just a optional segment mm. in season one that we rotated to, and now it's a standing segment in season two. I feel like it could be a standalone podcast. Mm. I feel like there is a space <laughs> you know, for single women to be able to hear and share stories, um, but particularly single Black women um, in our late 30s and even early 40s to to have those conversations of what that looks like. Because even though I'm not single, I have those conversations with friends a lot who are single, Um, you know, and mostly lending a listening ear. But I just hear a lot of the same recurring themes about like what's what the dating um, scene is like. Right. And particularly in this year of COVID. So I don't know. But if it were a podcast, it wouldn't last long because you're going to be booed up soon and very soon. Okay. So it will be a limited time only. <laughs> um, okay. So back to my response. I love the, the, the addition of a word with Madden and how we really have moved into this space of owning, each owning our own segment mm-hmm. um, for the episode. Um this show really feels like a sacred space to me. Like I yes. feel like this show is like, yeah, this is like, this is our um, therapy couch. This is our church. This is our small group. Like, especially right now in the absence of so many of those physical spaces, I'm so grateful that we have this show. And that segment, it feels like my sermon. It feels yeah. like um, my time to share my reflections from my quiet time with God and to really um, just share what 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 I'm reflecting on and hoping that it resonates with somebody as as well. And almost every week, um, I'll get a couple people who say that that something, you know, a nugget from that part really touched them. Mm-hmm. So I'm just grateful that God is using me to be able to have this platform to share um, what he's imparting in me week after week. So I really love the format in season two. And um Overall, I feel like we came with a lot more facts, a lot more resources, right. a lot more tips, um, even the tips that I've been kind of repurposing for our social media, sort of the way we did during our Citrus and Sugar podcast. I think the listeners like that, mm-hmm. um, that we're bringing more than just the conversation. Although I will say that most people say that they come for the conversation and stay for the information. Like people like our banter. I, <laughs> it's like they just want to be on the phone with us during a regular conversation. Want a, a peek in, and you know, really, that's because we are relational creatures, and mm-hmm. honestly, because we're nosy, mm-hmm. and, nosy. We are. and I am people. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you all, um, you all probably don't know, but Maddie always has called me nosy, and I was so like, she calls herself nosy, and I just no, agree. Mm-mm. I mean, 
like, I'm not nosy. I'm just curious. Like, I have questions oh, and I, you know, God. I want to know the answers. But <laughs> she'll be like, this is at this point, this is just me being nosy, but well, then she'll start that way because, now, because I'd be like, Tennille, you're so nosy. Yeah. So now she'll just, she'll be like, before you, <laughs> she'd be trying to beat me to the punch. Before you say it, this is just me being nosy, but blah, blah, blah. Exactly. And then I'll, Do not give me no sermons about how, what I'm, <laughs> what I just said is nosy. Like, girl, okay, I know. Give me the tea and keep it moving. <laughs> And then afterwards, she don't want to give me an opportunity to say nothing either. She'd be like, all right, that's all I needed to know. That's fine. That's good. You will not. Moving on. You will not judge, sermon, and lecture me to death, okay? You're going to give me what I need and keep it moving. Oh, God. She, oh, well, she'll only come to me as a last resort because she don't like to hear my mouth. She'd be like, heck, this is the only person I could go to for this. Shoot. So, yeah. Oh, Lord. Um, let's talk about, you know, in terms of takeaways, not just from mm-hmm. this season of the show, but in this season of life, you know, 2020 mm-hmm. has been uh, more than any of us could have ever imagined, whether that's no. positive or negative, um, yeah. because there have been some some bright spots in the year um, for some mm-hmm. of us and definitely some dark ones um, for mm-hmm. others. So what has been your greatest lesson in this season of life? So, yeah, I I, um, I feel like looking at the whole year as the season of life, mm-hmm. basically from the pandemic hitting our shores mm-hmm. <laughs> on, mm-hmm. um, I would say that I've, a theme that I really heard or noticed um, echoed over and over again is one that one of my really good friends, Tope, Hey, Topay. Um, and I were talking about earlier in the week. Um, we try to part of that whole intentionality um, is that we have set aside once a month. We used to try to get together like every other month or so mm-hmm. um, with some of my college girlfriends for dinner. So once a month, we have a group FaceTime call, oh, um, and nice. it's on the calendar. Yeah, and so we just kind of catch up, and we've done it every. Um, we met face to face in February, and we've done our call every month since. Oh. Um, since we skipped March because everything, you know, but yeah. since April and um, we even did like an outdoor face-to-face gathering during the summer one time too. So um, anywho, during that time earlier this week, we had our monthly call. She put it so simply and it's just that God is still sovereign. Mm. She just talked about things that she's been experiencing um, <clears throat> and how she showed up, mm-hmm. you know, like what her response has been and who she's been. Right. Um, and Tennille, she even mentioned you and like her, how she admires um, certain characteristics about you. Mm-hmm. And she was like, one thing that she had to tell herself this year is that, you know, sometimes she, maybe she's overthinking or, you know, processing things in a certain way or trying to take things in under her control. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just hits so hard because that's the theme yeah. that I've heard over and over and over again throughout the year. and. And she said, and despite all that, God is still sovereign. Mm. Um, and I, I looked up sovereign to make sure that I really understood, yeah. like, you know, people say, like, what does it mean? Right. And um, it's that he reigns supreme. It's that he is all powerful. Mm-hmm. It's that he's in charge. So in our loss and grief and pain, and I know so many people are grieving and in pain yes. um, in our singleness or our barrenness in our loneliness, in our depression, in our anxiety-ridden moments, um, in our foolishness, Mm -hmm. okay, in our mess, in our fits of rage, 
um, in our sheepish apologies, in our judgment or unforgiveness of people that we love, mm-hmm. um, in all of that, in all of the things that we've talked about on season two, God is still sovereign. He still reigns supreme. Um, and that is something that despite everything else and in spite of everything else, that is something that we have to be glad about. So that's my greatest takeaway, not only from our discussions on this show, mm-hmm. but just from life, period. God is still sovereign. So, hey, you just brought a word on that group FaceTime call. She did. Um, and she just dropped it in there so gently mm. at the end. I was like, dang, that was good. Yeah. And I think um, in times like this um, and in you know seasons like this, it is hard to remind yourself that God is still in control. He still reigns. Mm-hmm. He's still mm-hmm. in the business of healing and miracles, despite all of the things that, you know, we may have lost um, during this time. So yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah, same. Um, what about you? Do you have a major takeaway or life lesson or something that's been made clear to you in this season? Yeah. So you're going to hear a theme in all of my answers today. And it really goes back to choice um, and the decision that I have on a daily basis to guide my day, guide my month, um, guide my, you know, my year, how the rest of my days are going to be lived out. Um, Is it going to be from a place of, uh, you know, lack, scarcity, um, not being hopeful, um, control, Um, All of the things that I think have played a role um, in my life kind of up until this time at different points, um, I really have a choice in how I respond um, to those things. And so whether it's choosing gratitude, choosing hope, choosing love, um, choosing rest and restoration, choosing healing, choosing the life that Tanil wants to have for herself, um, not mm-hmm. listening to what everyone else thinks I should or should not be doing. Um, I have a choice. And so that is really what I've taken away um, from this, this season is that in the midst of it all, you can make a choice to, to do something different or to do something that serves you um, rather than kind of depletes you. So, And the time is going to pass either way. Like regardless of which choice you make, you're going to experience it either way. Like I <laughs> went through this a lot when I was going through um, all the pregnancy losses. I would just, my whole everything, mm-hmm. all day, every day was just focused on why me? What's the next step? Research, understanding what's going on. Like it consumed my life Mm -hmm. and it's a blur. I can't really remember a lot of um, anything, good Mm. times or bad times, because I was so consumed with it. And you don't want to look back over a season of your life and all you remember is loss. And all you remember is, you know, um, feeling down. Or, or even, even, even if it's a positive spin, even if you're trying to overcome something, you don't want to become all consumed. So I love what you said about a decision. Mm-hmm. The time is going to pass either way. Am I enjoying the moment? Am I being present? I, I was reflecting on this last week. I think I even posted something on social about just cherishing the moment. Right. 
from and living in the moment and loving the moment because that this moment is all we have. Yeah. This moment right yeah. now is all we have for sure. We don't have the next moment. We don't know if we have the next mm-hmm. moment. So we we can't stay there. We can't live in the future. We have to live in the right now. That's that's the biggest decision we can make. So that was really good tea. Yeah, this year has um, really stretched us all. And I think we can all find a lesson if we look hard enough. Um, Mm -hmm. I know there are a lot of things that we want to leave in 2020. um, But, you know, through through it all, is there anything that you want to carry um, into 2021? Yes. Um, <clears throat> so I, I made these questions up, um, but this one was still a hard one for me. Um, even as I was writing the questions for our show outline, I had to really think about this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and my first response was no, like mm-mm, 2020 could keep everything she had right here. And I'm moving Why is on 2020 a she? I don't know. Okay. I guess ahead. he can be a he. <laughs> I call I call everything a she. Um, Yeah, he or she can keep what they have right here. I don't want to move it into 2021. Mm -hmm. But and I, you know, I push myself to think about it, right? Because we need an answer. Right. Um, And there, there has been a lot of good. Like sometimes when they, what is this saying about throwing the baby away with the bathwater? It's like, yeah, like when you look at it as a whole. one or two or three or five tragic events can make it seem like this whole year was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we 365 days, God willing, we make it these last couple of weeks. Right. Um, there are a lot of little moments. So I think the thing that I want to hold on to um, are the uncomplicated evenings at home with my family mm-hmm. um, without the pressure of having to kind of go places. Um, and I think things can live simultaneously. Like I can desire to go out and hang out with my friends, but also enjoy the fact that I have more time to be at home. Yes. I think you can feel both. Um, the home cooked meals together in the kitchen with my husband, um, because of the way our schedules are set up, we've been together for, I don't know, seven, eight years. Um, we have never enjoyed the simple ritual of a weeknight dinner oh, but ever yeah. because, um, the time that he has to get to work and the time that I get home from work or get off, um, we are like ships passing during weeknights. So something as simple with us both working from home and being able to have that time that was a commute to now right. sit down and have dinner um, is really nice, really simple. And um, I think I'll also carry forward the focus on my business. Mm. January 1st of 2021 will actually just be one year since wow. uh, Love That Name kind of like launched into the world. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like God gave me some some time to really focus on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm grateful for that. And also the growing disciplines in my life, the disciplines of mindfulness, of movement and exercise, of morning rituals and quiet time. Those are things that I've always desired to do, um, that I've made the decision, to use your word, to actually do and uphold in 2020. And I'm, I'm really grateful for that. And I want to continue that. Love that. Um, what things will you carry into 2021? So for me, I um, think what I'm going to not think what I'm going to carry into 2021 is just vulnerability. Um, as I mentioned earlier, it has taken me a while to get to this place. Um, and I want to 
be true to myself. I want to feel the feelings as we talked about, I think it was on the mental health episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to, I, I, you know, they, everybody is using this now, check on your strong friends. And I had to, I actually just thought about this last night. So mm-hmm. in my, my gut reaction to things is to not have to share how exactly I'm feeling about something in the moment. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll say like, I need time to process, which I do. But mm-hmm. also in that same moment, I do um, like feel sadness and feel anger and all of those things, but I don't communicate those things in the moment. And I think I try to hide behind, I need time to process. So mm-hmm. I really just want to, you know, get to a place where I'm feeling the feeling, acknowledging the feelings, and I am able to be open and vulnerable about my response to the question of, you know, how are you feeling versus feeling like I need to be uh, strong enough, maybe strong enough for myself. I think maybe it's a little bit of a defense mechanism for me Um, and not being vulnerable enough to just really tell people how I'm feeling in that moment. So um, I think I am getting to a place now where I'm, I'm more open to that and I am in a more raw state. So I just want to continue that um, moving forward because I, I do think that's where the sweetness of life happens is in those moments of vulnerability. I agree. I think the word raw is the right word. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you've done a really great job at exercising vulnerability Um on the show and in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> that time to process, it gives us an opportunity to kind of Package. I don't want to say script through mm-hmm. yeah, script our response, but like think through mm-hmm. um our response and you know, we can't unsay things and we also want to be careful, but you should have and for the show that's fine, but like you should have moments and and pockets and people where you can just not have to think about or apologize for or pre, like you said, package what, how it is, what, what's going to come out. And I think that word raw is perfect Mm -hmm. because you can still be vulnerable after it's been filtered a bit, but that raw vulnerability is like next level. Um, so yeah, I thank you for sharing that. I thank you for the sharing you've done on the show. I know a lot of our listeners have applauded us for our our honesty and transparency. Mm -hmm. Um, so thank you guys for seeing us yes. because I mean it does take a little bit of balls to come on here. Girl, I'm just... telling Maddie, I'm like, Maddie, I be on here telling all my daggone business, like strangers, really. And I and I know it feels like oh they're a podcast hosts or they're you know they're on the show like no we're just regular people <laughs> with our microphone hooked up to our laptop just talking right. Um, and I think that's been especially notable for you, Tennille. For me, I've established this brand with that in mind. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of move forward with with all right, Love Madden. I, my name, I am the brand. Right. So there's a certain level of that that's expected and that I was able to kind of prepare for. But for you, you've jumped in not just as a co-host for the podcast, but really as a co-journeyer on this ride mm-hmm. um, with me. And I, I really thank you for showing up and giving your authentic self um, not only alongside of our community, but really in front of an audience. Like mm-hmm. it's one thing to be 
in community, like to be part of the Love Madden community or part of the Citrus and Sugar community. But to show up on a podcast is really not just to be part of a community, but to show up in front of an audience. Right, right. Um, because we're just kind of bearing it all. So um, thank you for that. No problem. Thank you for inviting me on this journey. Um, I, it has done wonders for me. Um, so just as much mm-hmm. as I'm giving to it, I am receiving it back. So that's always a, a beautiful thing. Good. That's what's up. Got it work. So <laughs> um, speaking of, you know, kind of our, our community, I um, jumped on IG Live last week because Tennille has told me that I need to get on live more and show my face and talk to people <laughs> um, in video. So I did that. I was on for like three minutes. Yeah, because I, I missed that whole lot. I was like, she keeps talking about this live she was on and so I never Instagram, saw it. So Instagram has done something weird. Like before you could jump on live, save your live, and then like post it to your stories, which is what I intended to do. And then I was going to put like a poll on there so more people could engage. Mm-hmm. But it now it makes you make it like it asked me did I want to make it an IGTV thing oh. and I, I said no and then um I thought I hit the download button but that's no longer an option so it just discarded the video basically oh, boo. so yeah so I was talking to Summer about it too um of Jesus be known if you guys know Summer Theodore um and she said the same thing happened to her and she didn't even know that that was like a new function that IG kind of does so mm. Basically, it's like when you go live, you if you missed it, you missed it, or you make it an IGTV episode. Okay. Um, so yeah, this was I was just on, and I think you know a handful of people just kind of jumped on during that time, mm-hmm. maybe 10, 15 people, and we were just talking. And I asked like, um, "What do you guys want to touch on before the end of season two? And overwhelmingly, people said self image, mm. and specifically body image. Um. <laughs> I was like, okay. So we, last episode was already kind of written out. And then this is our final episode. So I thought I still wanted to do sort of the end of season recap. So I thought maybe we could just have a little discussion within the discussion um, about self-image and how that relates to body image. So Tanil, can you share about your self-image, your self-worth, and how that ties into your body image? I know you shared before um, on the reparenting episode, I think, about your experiences sort of as a younger person, Mm -hmm. Um, but tell us how and if that's evolved. Yeah, so um, it is definitely a process. I think when you start your life um, from a place where you are very self-conscious of your body image, it has the ability to mess with your psyche. And if you're not very intentional about uh, reprogramming yourself, um, it can, you know, it can impact you well beyond your young, young adult years, you know, very much so into adulthood. And so I still, um, struggle sometimes with body image issues. Um, I'm really at a place where I think I mentioned on the last episode where I want to embrace, um, where my body is now and love it there with the understanding that God gave me this, my temple to nurture and care for it. So I have to push past some of those toxic, um, 
behaviors that impact my health. And, you know, whether that's stress, whether that's overeating, whether that's, you know, not exercising, I have the ability to love on my body. Um, and what I am and have always realized in, is that tie, right? So if you don't think of yourself highly from a self-worth perspective, it has nothing. You could be 100 pounds. You could be 400 pounds. You could be 600 pounds. Mm. It really starts in the mind. So um, for me, I think there are a couple trigger points. And I, you know, you talked about how has it evolved. I still struggle with it, but I struggle with it from a different lens. Um, I had to think about, for me, what does it mean to, to be a woman, right? So mm-hmm. I had started to experience some reproductive health challenges um, in my mid to late 20s. Um, and I didn't know, here comes this word again, I don't think I really knew how to process all of the things that I was going through. Mm-hmm. And in my uh, haste of just trying to be strong through it and not really processing, it it did like impact how I felt about myself from a value and worth standpoint, which, mm-hmm. you know, has manifested into maybe how I look. Um, but I don't want us to get stuck there. I don't, I want us to love my messages. I want us to love where we are because you have to love yourself in order to get to the next place, to be able to start to lose the weight, to start to develop the discipline, to get on, you know, to exercise every day, to put things in your body that are going to fuel it rather than like trash it. So, um, I think one of the things I want to leave, because I think I'm, I feel like I'm rambling a little bit, but I would mm-hmm. say for you, our audience to really tap into your femininity um, mm-hmm. and nurture that. So for me, I feel like um, your power and your sexiness and all of those things is really rooted in confidence. And again, until you do the work internally to get your mind and your heart and your soul in a place where you feel valuable and worthy and loving of yourself, all of that other stuff can't happen. Um, So that's kind of where my take on self-worth and image and how it's currently tied to my body image. And um, I think Mm -hmm. we'll talk a little bit more about it, maybe even next season or in other avenues, Mm -hmm. because Mm there's so many things that can impact how you feel about yourself from a value, worth and body image perspective that I don't think we have time to dive into today. Yeah, I agree. And I think that sort of the way that we might think about the relationship is that once we're comfortable with our body image, then that'll really boost our self-worth. But I think if we invert that, Mm -hmm. like once we value ourselves, then we'll become more comfortable with our body image. And I think that's when we'll make the investments to focus not just on the aesthetic, but I mean, when you talk about valuing your body, it's more than just the image. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the things that you talked about, self-worth is the, you know, your, your body's worth is more than just your look, right? It's your functioning, it's your health, it's everything. Um, 
So I'll share my story too. I think like most young girls, I was hyper aware of my looks and my body, you know, my hair and Mm -hmm. just trying to, you know, curl the bayang and (laughs) (laughs) do all the things in middle school and trying to look more, a little bit more grown up and more feminine. Um, But for me, it's just that uh, I feel like... um, I got teased for being so small or for so being so skinny. Mm -hmm. And I come from a culture, y'all know I'm I'm Ethiopian. It's interesting because if you're too skinny, there's something to be said. But if you're too fat, there's something to be said. Um, So if you're skinny, that's not looked upon as maybe like a white culture where it's a good thing. It's like, oh my gosh, this girl's just skin and bones. It's always commentary. Eat, 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 feed you, feed you, feed you. And then, you know, when they done fed you, to (laughs) obesity, then it's comments about that. And so um, it kind of feels like there's no winning for young girls. Um, And I think that's something, you you know, we see Mm cross-culturally too, just the stress on like women and girls from a young age, just focusing on their looks. And I think my parents did a a good job of um, not focusing on that too much, but really your parents are not your only influence. So- it doesn't matter because when you go to school or to other family members or people wherever in your community, like you said, dance or church or athletics or whatever, people make comments. And when you're impressionable, it sticks with you. So in middle school, I was so preoccupied with um, being flat chested and as, especially as everyone else started to fill in and I was kind of a late bloomer. Um, I thought in terms of hitting puberty, <laughs> I think I was probably about average. Yeah, you were but probably average and everybody else was probably early. Yeah, people. <laughs> I felt like I was early. Yeah, people were really, you know, the head of where, you know, what I, where I was. Um, and you're, you know, when you're younger, especially you're constantly looking left or right. Like you're not focused on your own journey. You don't even know, like, when are my boobs going to come in? When, when is my period going to start? You go away for the summer, people come back and they're grown and you still look the same. <laughs> Um, and so one time I got teased very publicly by this kid, Greg, I'm not going to say his last name, um, but I'm going to leave him anonymous. Right. But, um, he, he called me the fifth wall in the room. She's the fifth wall in the room. And I was, you know, I got, I, I'm, I, um, I'm kind of like an outgoing kid. So I, I was, I was time enough for him and, you know, I, whatever joned on them, but it hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I stuffed my bras and I tried all the boob enlarging, um, what <laughs> are boob enlarging remedies. I don't know. I can't, I can't even think Rubbing of them, but them? like, I don't, what, is, I don't, what is happening? I don't, I don't know. I never used any like creams or anything, but you know, I was just constantly like trying to wear certain things mm-hmm. that made me look like I just I remember just thinking about it a lot. And I also I don't know if you guys know this, I skipped a grade. So I was also a year younger than everybody, mm. which the difference between 11 and 12 and 12 and 13 is also a big yeah. difference in terms of where you are. So I think it, it really started for me in middle school. And then in high school, I never I never broke 100 pounds. Oh I was gosh. always yeah, I was always <laughs> in the 90s. I remember um in our senior year, people were like giving blood and stuff, and I wasn't even uh, eligible to give blood. Everything in your body, do not give nothing away. They brought the American Red Cross truck out, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to do my civic duty or whatever duty I thought I was doing." And they were like, "No, actually, we need you to just take this graham cracker and go on back to class." So when I got to um, 
college, my freshman year, I would like drink Ensure shakes and I would actually drink Slim Fast like with my meals. Mm. Tokyo probably remembers this like as the drink in an effort to like get thicker. Um, and of course, the weight eventually came in. Um, and now here I am trying to sweat it off on this home bike. <laughs> oh, how the tables turn. <laughs> but I think there's a lot of pressure that goes both ways. And for me, I mean, I was younger and there's like a lot of skinny younger kids. But like even I know a lot of adult women. Mm-hmm. Who just can't gain weight? Who are who are just who are just small? Yep. And I think there's another side of it where they feel like, especially in this culture where like curves and booties and breasts and all this stuff is valued, yeah. Um, where we don't talk about that because it's, it seems so much easier to be you know overweight than underweight. But I think it's a real thing. So, um, <clears throat> that's kind of my story of growing up, and it took a while for me to um get more comfortable, mm-hmm. not just with my weight, but just with my shape. Yes. Um, I'm also, I'm shapely in terms of like my butt and hips and people just comment on your body all the time. Even when people say things that are complimentary, it makes you self-conscious, especially as you're kind of coming to your own that people are like constantly looking at and judging your body. You know, I don't wear pencil skirts to work. There's a lot of things that, um, that, that 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 we're all as women just constantly thinking about because it's like open season for everyone to judge your body and it's just not fair. Um, and I also think, like you said, the the functioning of my body, mm-hmm. the, the pregnancy losses really messed with my self-image mm-hmm. and my body image too. Um, and this is not necessarily because how I looked, but I felt like my body was failing me. Right. And then in turn, I felt like I was failing my husband. You know, like I felt like it, I, it was my duty to bring forth fruit um, in the family. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like I was failing. Um, so, I, you know, now looking back, I feel like I just have so much more respect for my body, right. um, for the human body, for women's bodies, um, just after being pregnant and then having losses. And then after giving birth, that went even more mm-hmm. just, just, you know, knowing what our bodies can do and, how we should love on them instead of just constantly judging them. And I realized that for all of the shortcomings that my body had and all of the expectations that I had for it, or maybe that society had for it, my body is truly amazing. Um, And I, and I, I want to really shower myself, my physical body, my mental with love and admiration. Um, in spite of any shortcomings and in spite of uh, not, you know, looking or doing or whatever, what whatever um, sort of expectations we have for it. I know that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot more mindfully now about what I eat and how much I move and even like what I put on my skin and toxicity and all of that. Mm-hmm. Like I value my body for who she is. Um, I value myself for who I am. And I want to show my body and myself love in those very real and physical ways. Um, And I think that now that I value myself so much more, valuing my body and loving my body has been part and parcel Mm -hmm. of that. Um, We don't have our earthly bodies very long and we just can't afford to abuse them the way that we do. I was trying to, as I was preparing for the episode and thinking through this, I was trying to think for, of another word other than abuse, but, um, a lot of what we do That's and even things is. that are normal, yeah, it's abuse. Mm-hmm. The things that we're eating, the things that we're doing, it's just call a thing a thing. As my yeah, it's not right. Analysis. It's not right. So, I hope that um, was helpful to those of you who wanted to hear 
how we feel about our bodies and ourselves. Um, I wasn't sure exactly, you know, kind of how to, much more to go into the discussion within this episode, but I think to Tennille's point, this is something that we can probably um, explore more in season three. And I'm actually thinking right now, maybe some people we can invite to talk about this with us because I, I got some people that I think would really um, bring some richness to this conversation. So yeah. anything else before we close? Uh, no, I, I think that's it. I just want to encourage um, those who wanted to have this discussion, you know, in your quiet and reflection time, um, figure out what it is internally that you can start working on to help um, change the trajectory of, you know, your self-image worth and then ultimately your body image um, if it is something that you are currently struggling with. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you need, you know, resources or things like that, let us know. I mean, we, we're not experts by any stretch of the means, but we can at least point you into some directions of books and things that you could read to help, um, you know, get you on the right track. For sure. Anything yeah. from your side? Um, not about body image, but I do want to just thank everybody for being a part of this community, mm-hmm. for listening, um, for sharing our show with others week after week. We know that, Podcast listenership overall has gone down. Um, people aren't commuting to work and going to the gym. Right. Some most people, some people still still are, um, but um, that you know overall the podcast community has saw a great dip because of how we're living our lives. Mm-hmm. But our faithful faithful tribe um, continues to rock with us week after week, um, and we're grateful for that. Yes. So as long as y'all still listening, we'll keep doing and sharing the work. Um, also, I cannot say enough how thrilled I am for, um, I'm just in great expectation for, for what's going to happen with Love Madden um, in the coming weeks and months and years. I just, I really feel like uh, we're on to something good here mm-hmm. and that God is going to elevate it. So like I said earlier in the show, January 1st is not just New Year's Day, but it's also the one year anniversary of Love, of Love Madden. Um Whoop de woo. So <laughs> if you are not already subscribed to my monthly love notes, I urge you to go to lovemadden.com, L-O-V-E-M-A-A-D-E-N.com. Um, because you do not want to miss this January 1st love note. I will um, be sharing all the deets on the upcoming love series and how to pre-order your self-love Lux box next month. So please sign up. Child, let me get on. I'm already on the mailing list. You are not going to have to get on. You do not have to get on the mailing list. Self love Lux box. You are the first and only employee of Love Madden, and by employee, I I mean volunteer. Exactly, exactly. I'm gonna pay you in Lux box product. Sounds good. All right, y'all. It is time for. The last season two installment of T Triple D. Yes. So, ladies, last Monday, December the 14th, I launched the All I Want for Christmas is You dating challenge. You did that, sis. That thing is, yes. People are really (laughs) into this. So, I am excited. There are, um, you know, a, a good chunk of women who have signed on to participate. There are others who are in my DMs saying they don't know if they're ready just yet to kind of go full throttle on the challenge, but 
I do love the fact that it's getting people thinking about things yes. that they could do when they are ready um, to take the leap. So I am going to be sharing um, more of the challenge and how I am going about completing the activities. Just to give you all a taste, if you haven't seen the challenge board, we're going to do um, a profile audit. I actually mm -hmm. wrote and shared my dating mission statement, and I got a few from other ladies that I'm going to be sharing next week. Um, we're going to identify and share our non-negotiables. We're going to ask someone out on a date if we, you know, connect with someone between now and the end of the year. We're going to compliment mm. someone. I mean, that's just super easy. Just, you know, mm -hmm. tell someone that they look nice, they smell good, etc. So if you have not already shared this with one of your single friends, I encourage you to follow me at Tenille Daniels, T-E-N-N-I-L-L-E. Daniels, D-A-N-I-E-L-S, and join along on the journey. If you are a single woman who is ready to jump in, let's go, girl. You're not too late. And if, let's you, go, girl. <laughs> if you aren't ready, I, I say follow along in the journey because I think it will definitely inspire you into action when your heart and your mind are open. So thank you so much to everybody for participating, for going along on this journey with me. Um, just your feedback and your insights and your stories have just bubbled up some things that I want to further explore. So I have asked Maddie to do a live with me at some point to discuss some of these things. So we'll share yeah. when that's going to be. Um, but we love you and, and we just want to love and, and support you wherever you are kind of in your, your dating um, journey. So yeah, love and support and challenge. And so challenge, if, yeah. if this is you and you're saying, I'm not ready, I want you to pause and ask, is it that I'm not ready or is it that I'm scared? Yeah. And if you're scared, my charge to you is do it scared. Yeah. Do it scared, you know, but if you're not ready, that's a whole different thing. But sometimes I'm not ready is just code for like leave me alone, you know, because nobody's gonna press you. But I'm gonna press you. If you're scared, just 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 jump out there. And someone said to know, I appreciate your fearlessness. And I was like, girl, I'm not fearless. I'm just doing it, <laughs> doing it anyway. So come on and do it anyway. Come on and do it scared. Yes. yes. So now it's time for a word with Madden. Yes, folks. So today's word is out of the book of Luke. Um, that is one of my favorite books of the Bible, um, and one of and, and my favorite account of the gospel. Mm. Um, I love Luke, so I'm going to start with um, the scripture, Luke two, um, chapter two, verse nine through fourteen says, "An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them." And they were terrified. Mm. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. I want to leave you with three points as we go into the Christmas holiday this week. Um, the first is allow the glory of the Lord to shine around you. Mm. Allow the glory of the Lord to shine around you. Be a beacon of light. Do good onto others, but do it for God's glory. Yes. Sometimes we do good onto others, um, but we need to check our motivations. Mm -hmm. If you do something for someone and you're like, oh, they wasn't even appreciative and da 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 Okay. How are you doing <laughs> it for God's glory? <laughs> right? We're not doing it for the thanks or the applause. We're doing it 
to allow the glory of the Lord to shine around us. Mm-hmm. And it says in the verse, when the glory shone around, shone around them, they were terrified. Um, and so my second point is um, going to echo that of what the angel said, which is do not be afraid. Mm-hmm. Do not be afraid. I have shared here before time and time again that God commands us not to be afraid. He commands us to do this over and over again because he knows how we're wired yep. and what our tendencies are, right? So I want to challenge myself and, and everyone listening to go into 2021 with a renewed sense of confidence and courage mm. and to choose faith over fear. Um, I could probably do a whole episode on choosing faith over fear. <laughs> but don't be afraid. And then my third point is to rejoice in the good news. Um, Rejoice in the gospel. Our God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Um, No matter what we face, God is there with us. He is great and supreme, and he is sovereign. And yet he humbled himself to wear flesh and to live life as a human solely so that he could live our human experience, mm. so that he could experience suffering, and so that he could, this was already predestined, give his own life, um, his only son, as a sacrifice for our mm. sins. Um, and to know that God is so sovereign and supreme, yet so humble and loving, that he would go through this raggedy experience of life that we're living down here just for us is good news. So the three points are let the glory of the Lord shine around you. Don't be afraid and rejoice in the good news. And I want us all to remember this Christmas and every Christmas and every day, how truly great the God we serve is Mm -hmm. and how much he loves us that he would come to earth and so brutally sacrifice his only begotten son just for you. Mm. Praise him. Amen. Amen. So, um, it is now time for our last <laughs> question of the, the episode. episode. <laughs> All right. So today's question is: <laughs> Maddie was so excited about this holiday break. Tell us <laughs> your plans for the holiday break. Uh, first and foremost, I'm going to focus on my health. Um, I'm going to be exercising and eating right and continuing sort of the momentum that I built around uh, moving my body and taking care of myself mm-hmm. um, inside and out. I am also going to focus on my family. I feel like I just have, not I feel like, I have a lot of things happening. Mm-hmm. Um I have a full-time job. I have a full-time business. I have a, a full-time baby with no child care uh, and everything else, cooking and cleaning and all of the things. And I am trying to do everything well. And I think taking a break from some things will allow me, you know, the things that I think I have been doing well will allow me to um, invest in some of the areas that I haven't. Mm-hmm. So um, I think focusing, giving my family my undivided attention, you know, for, for some period of time during that break, it will be important. I'm plugging. Um, but then also the other side is taking a portion of that break to really um, tie up all the loose ends for Love Madden and everything that I have prepared um, to be released in January. So I'm excited about um, all of the above, and I'm excited for the opportunity to kind of 
step back from some things. I have time off my full-time job as well. And um, just have some normalcy in my life and not feel like I'm doing juggling everything at the same time, but kind of like, all right, here's a pocket of time for family. Here's a pocket of time for me. Here's a pocket of time for Love Madden. Um, So I'm excited about that. And and rest. Part of that taking care of myself includes rest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it includes rest. That's the focusing on my health part. Um, Yeah. What about you? So for me, this break is definitely going to consist of some rest and, um, you know, recharging, but Mm -hmm. it's also a period of reflection. Again, 2021, I'm turning 40. So um, Mm. we used to do this um, activity where, you know, we would use the new year time to really just design our year. In this case, I want to design my decade um, in terms of just what it is that I'm uh, looking to manifest during the next 10 years and some of the things I want to focus on. So I'm going to spend some time doing that. Um, I'm also going to spend some time laying the foundation for the launch of my podcast. So um, kind of alluded to it earlier, but I am planning to launch a podcast that um, really will just share my story um, and the stories and insights of um, and struggles of single women um, who desire to be wives and mothers and the impact and the role that our reproductive health um, has and plays in us achieving those goals um, and the choices that are available to us, you know, as single women in our mid to late thirties, you know, forties, whatever that looks like. Um, there is a gap in really, the, I think, information and story sharing for Black women who, um, you know, are without partners <laughs> in this journey. And so mm-hmm. there are some real, um, things to consider and some challenges and some struggles that, you know, we have to to go through. And so I am actually going to be going through the journey. Sometimes people say you should wait until your story is over before you share it. But um, I think it is just as critical to share some of those things in the midst of the journey as well. So the podcast will seek to do that. Um, Definitely follow me um, for more updates, but that is coming in quarter one of 2021. Fantastic. Yeah. You said earlier that you're not fearless. You might not be fearless, but you are brave. So um, thank you for doing that. I think that's, I look forward to listening and I think that's going to bless a lot of women sharing your story while you're on the journey yeah so thank you all we love you all very much Merry Christmas Christmas. and and a happy new year ding 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 ding. (laughs) that's my jingle bells love it be safe you guys we love you bye y'all love you thanks for listening to Love Madden the podcast wait are you subscribed yet if not what are you waiting for Want to show more love? Leave us a five-star rating and review. Then let's keep talking at lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social. Love, M-A-A-D-E-N.